Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for UK vs. the World, Season 1, Episode 6, titled Grand Finale. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two loquacious co-hosts. I feel like I've used that one before. First from the podcast, bring it to the... Well, not first. From the podcast, bring it to the runway. Please say hello, hello, hello to... This Roberto Mata. And to... This Christian Ochoa. <gasps> Where'd you get that? I know. So you have been in contact with Martin. No, that sounded like Taylor the Latte Boy. This <laughs> Christian Ochoa. <laughs> have you been texting my roommate behind my back? Yes. <laughs> Hello, boys. How are you? Hi, Hi, Joe. Uh, oh, I love you guys. I'll talk. Okay, let's 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 calm people. This Roberto Mata or Beto Mata. People ever call you Beto Mata? Beto, I've never gotten it. No, I, you know when Beto O'Rourke was running and people, I like they were like, oh my god, did you know his name was Robert? And I was like, no, I had no fucking clue that was a nickname for for Beto. But you didn't no. know that Beto was a nickname. For no, I I actually have a cousin Beto, and I never knew his name was Robert either. It's a thing. This is all I have to say to that. This Roberto Mata. <laughs> Christian Ochoa, how are you, girl? You know, she's moving along. My car finally got towed to the mechanic today. And, and did your ass get towed? The, I'm sorry? Did your Because we know you've had a tow in your ass, so it has got, gotten towed recently? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the man who did have his toe in my ass actually was over last night. And um, I haven't seen him since the toe incident, actually. So it's been a year, a little mm-hmm. over a year, I think, yeah. or just about a year. So mm-hmm. um, anyways, sex was amazing. No what? toes? Thanks for asking. Yeah, no toes? No toes. The whole foot? Um, he did start getting a little uh, handsy with my foot. And I was mm-hmm. just kind of like, we're not doing anything with that. Is he like your pata papi? No, he's not. There's another pata papi who literally like asks to like suck on my toes and shit. And he's done it once and I was just really high. Um, cause he always smokes me out. And, um, I was just kind of like, I, I don't think I like this. Um, I was very squirmy mm-hmm. and he went all, like the fuck in, like, like eating me off of the chicken thigh at mm-hmm. fucking Buffalo Wild Wings wing stop status, just like every toe. Like I felt like my foot was so wet and I was trying to like air dry it, but I can't spread my toes that far. And then putting a sock over that, I was just very uncomfortable. So after that experience, you know, I said, well, you tried it, girl, you know, now, you know. But did it do anything for you while your toes were in his mouth? Did it do anything for you? You're just like, okay, work, girl. It's doing it for you. It was just, I was just squirming. Like, it was too ticklish. I was like, this feeling's just not fun. What do you think about what he just said, Robert? Uncut fans. I think it's absurd that this hookup didn't provide him with a warm towel after the fact so that he could clean himself up. Like... Who goes to a hookup and just expects you to walk out with soggy feet? That makes no sense. It's funny that you say that. I remember years ago going to a gay bar, me and a guy, and we on the whim decided to go to his place and have sex. <clears throat> and we got to his place at the same time. He opens the door. We walk in. We go to his bedroom. There's already candles lit and a folded towel with some lube on top. And I was like, excellent. She was planning. That's she not had- safe. Those candles could have knocked over and burned down the I whole know. unit. I know. Oh, well, those were the days. Anyway, guys, uh, we have some voicemails having to do. Yeah, you guys are the guest co-host for today, but we don't have voice. We have a rotating panel of co-hosts. So let's actually listen to the first uh, voicemail. Now, by the way, if you guys want to leave a voicemail who are listening, you can always do that at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Here's the first one. Hi, Joe and distinguished guest or guests. I've loved listening to you guys recap the season, um, but now that it's over, I've been thinking about all the sort of complaints and the jokes about the lack of prize money. Um, this is a, a Scottish person. I don't know if you knew that, Christian. Um, Actually, Robert, Joe, you see the emails. We're actually the number three 
recap show in Ireland right now. Every time a UK-based season comes around. Now, I personally don't think there needs to be a prize money on the BBC um, for Drag Race because Drag Race is so big now that even if you don't win, you have the pl- you have the potential to be making way more than a hundred thousand dollars or seventy five thousand pounds, um, as you play your card right. Robert, are you into accents? Is that Scottish accent to it for you? I don't know if it does it for me, but I'm happy that he has it. Does it do it for you, Christian? Um. Uh, no, it does not. <laughs> uh, but I do know that the BBC is able to offer prize money if, and only if, there's a public voting element to the show. Now, I personally don't think that Rue or the producers in general would ever allow there to be a public voting element. But I was wondering what you guys think of maybe introducing that to Drag Race, at least to Drag Race UK. Um, whether you think it'd be a good idea, bad idea, how you think it would be implemented if they ever did do it. Um, yeah, just what your general thoughts are. Um, I can't wait to listen to the show. Um, hope you guys have fun recording. Cheery. All right, let's 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 start with... Uh... This Christian Ochoa. What do you think, Christian? Uh, do you think we think there should be a public vote, especially in Drag Race UK? Um, no, I don't think there should be a public vote. But at this point, I do feel like the public vote might actually make better choices than the judges and the competitors. Um, because this season just... I would say for Drag Race Season 14 and for UK versus the World, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Um, and... Also about the prize money, yes, you have the potential, but potential does not equal reality. And uh, yeah, sure, you can have the potential to get your money back, but these pageant packages cost a lot of fucking money. You know what I'm saying? Drag is not cheap, and uh, it's not a cheap sport, especially on this stage. So sis, money, they should be getting paid per episode. They should be getting paid for the whole season actually and maybe they should be getting bonuses for every episode that they stay on um because it's really sad that nowadays they have to spend so much money and use up so many resources just to compete at a basic level you know what i'm saying so it's 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 a tough it's a tough call but um i think the person that left the voicemail sounds so adorable i hope she regretted what she said robert uh what about you where you where do you where do you fall on this uh, I think about it through the lens of how the UK voting, um, like the social media stats have run in the past. Like if we were to follow uh, the Twitter and Instagram fan favorites, then the Vivian wouldn't have won. Lawrence Cheney wouldn't have won. I don't think Crystal Versace wouldn't have won uh, because none of them were the ones accumulating the most likes on Instagram and Twitter and all that bullshit. So it would have completely changed like the landscape of who the winner circle is. And I think uh, Lawrence in general, I really enjoyed. And I think that he's been a great, or she, they have been a great um, winner. And I would be sad that if Lawrence was gone, I personally don't really care much for the other two, but I just don't trust the public to make a choice other than someone thin, white, and blonde. I don't know about that, Robert. If you remember, uh, the public made a choice with penetration she was the she won the fan vote, <laughs> and also, also, you, Mimi, Mimi I'm, first. I'm first. Mimi, I'm first was number third in the voting. I could not, I could believe, not it. believe. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, yes. is that how you feel about us being the number three show in Ireland for all recap shows? I can't believe. You know what? I think someone emailed you, Christian, about uh, your extended warranty. Maybe you should respond to that email too. It was probably his school loans because he, you know, we know he's gotten lost in those scams mm-hmm. before. That's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we have another. Vo- Thank you, Deckhead, for that uh, voicemail. Uh, personally, yeah, um, I don't. You know, I'm surprised they haven't done it. Well, they kind of do the fan vote, and they don't listen to that anyway. When they do, like, let us know in the on the hashtags. And up until recently, they would always go. I think Kim Chi. For season eight, won the popularity vote by like a landslide. I wasn't even like close. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. she didn't but it's them. also because kim chi was a social media girl mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's also not fair to judge it based off of social media just like robert was saying earlier because being good at social media is being good at something else that's not necessarily being good at drag so what you're saying christian we shouldn't trust social media um absolutely all right let's listen but to it the, is important let's listen to the next voicemail this Christian Ochoa, or should I say Christian? <laughs> Hi guys. Um, first and foremost, I want to apologize if anyone got offended with my vi- last voicemail, which I know you guys probably didn't. Um, and I want to say that I truly, truly enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed Robert. I really enjoyed Christian. I really enjoyed Joe, which I always do. <laughs> Um, maybe it's me being biased because I was part of the episode, you know, <laughs> kind of, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, keep up the good work to all of you guys and go blue hydrangea, I guess. <laughs> so Martin called in, let the voicemail. I will say I have been talking to Martin behind the scenes. We were trying to get her to be a third co-host today. But she was busy with work. Uh, she had a really busy day today, so she couldn't do today. So she- Martin, I'm wet. <laughs> <laughs> Christian's toe is wet right now. My toes are moist. <laughs> now, you didn't like that Scottish accent. What do you think of Martin? No, 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 no. You said you hate Scottish accents. I never said I don't like the Scottish accent. I said it didn't do it for me. And then I said the person sounds adorable, though. Adorable's not doing it for you. Adorable's patronizing. To who? To anyone who gets called adorable. Why adorable means that you are adored. Have you ever been called adorable and your instant response was, oh, thank you. I feel so much better about myself. No, I don't know if I've ever been called adorable. Well, I guess you wouldn't, but it is what it is. Have you been called adorable, Robert? Yeah, because I'm kind of squirmy and silly and stupid. And I, I don't know adorable, about the stupid that's part. That's my teeth come out. I don't know. I was listening to Bring It to the Runway, and Christian was bragging that he doesn't read books. Though uh, that's that's a every West Hollywood gay, is it not? I know. I was, Christian's like, I don't read books. And I was like, who's bragging about this on a podcast? Listen, I'm not proud that I don't read books. I just, I'm honest that I don't read books. I read people. Mm-hmm. I have you to read, Joe. I don't need a book. Yeah. Fucking novel. To, I'm, I'm the Don Quixote for uh, Christian. Honey, you're the Bible. <laughs> All right. This week, the queens walk the runway one final time, reunite with the eliminated contestants, and face off in a lip sync smackdown for the crown. In the end, Blue Hydrangea and Mo Hart are the last two queens standing. After a lip sync battle for the world, Blue prevailed, and what she was named the first ever queen of the mother tucking world ladies name two things like about the episode and one thing you did not let's start with our very own beto mata beto you're give me two things like about the episode one thing you did not yeah uh one thing i liked about it was the song choices for the lip sync finale i loved the mm-hmm. duran duran um i'm not a big jesse j person but domino was well well put um and i thought that the lip sync songs independent of the performances were were well chosen uh so that's always welcome and then, of course, as always, this is like almost like a cop-out answer, but I like when they bring all the queens back. It's mm-hmm. probably like my favorite thing about the UK franchise, mm-hmm. uh, that we always get to see everyone and their eliminations never the end. Um, but on the flip side of that, the one thing I didn't like about the episode was Cheryl Hole. <laughs> um, her like half-assed tongue pop and her commitment to doing weak ass dabs like she invented the move and the same up your bum no baby thing it it just it just very much reminded me that she was the one queen who never brought anything to the season that they didn't bring in another season all right very good chris ouch um okay Mm -hmm. i i loved lemon I thought for one, she had the best look. I thought it was so fucking dope. Um, she looked gorgeous and I loved the role she was playing in their little untucked moment backstage. Um, I thought she was very funny, charismatic. Um, and another thing I liked was that whole discourse between Pangina and Jimbo and like 
Jimbo, like you said, Joe, being like, okay, this is clearly ridiculous. We're being caricatures right now. Like, let's have fun with it. But nobody else fucking trying to have fun. They're all taking things way too fucking seriously. Mm-hmm. And Pangina acting brand new, like she didn't send Jimbo home because he's the biggest competition. Like, and like being so hurt that the next bitch sent her home. Um, I thought that was fun. And then something I didn't like, honestly, very unmemorable episode overall. Like I had to remember who won. That's how unmemorable and not exciting this episode was, to be honest. All right. Very good. Uh, all right. Move on. After Janie's elimination, the queens celebrate their placement in the final four. Mo reveals she had Janie's lipstick and an alliance with Blue. The next day, Juju B. Uh, revels in being in her fourth drag race finale despite only winning two challenges while bag of chips thinks badges don't matter anymore and they'll be judged on the season as a whole next rupaul entered the workroom to reveal how the finale will go down the queens will serve one more runway look the category is grand finale eleganza extravaganza uh finally the top four will battle in a lip sync uh, showdown for the crown uh, let's move on because not much happened to the workroom where Jujube remarked on the racial and ethnic diversity in the top four. Blue asked the girls what their first impressions were of the cast. Baga revealed she was starstruck by Mo and Juju, and Blue shades Juju for not performing well in the race. Let's start with you, Mr. Christian Ochoa. A lot of things happening here, a lot of a lot of stuff. But uh, any thoughts on what we just talked about right now in the part of the show? Um a lot of filler content yeah that's the way these finales usually are yeah they're not they got to figure out a different format it's not that interesting you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying it really just is not um i'd literally rather them show us how they fucking do their makeup step by step in the mirrors like that's more interesting to me um yeah again overall kind of unmemorable and lackluster uh i was super tuned out and i even tried rewatching the show again and i kept tuning out of it honestly it wasn't easy for me to watch yeah you know i was watching it and it is something that every finale it's funny like you know the penultimate episode uh well i guess this is uh, usually it's the penultimate episode but in the penultimate episode usually it's like you're horrible, you're perfect, but okay, you're, this person's going to go home. And then the next episode, the judges think everything they do is perfect, and mm-hmm. they're, oh my god, I'm so glad I'm doing this with you. I'm like, where was this the other episode? It's always the same right. fucking game with them, and it's 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 really, really old. And and I think that it, it was highlighted in this season. Uh, but, uh, Robert, what do you think? What about everything that just went on? Totally on your side. Like, I my note for it was that it all felt overly scripted mm-hmm. uh, and that the cast, the remaining cast had very little chemistry mm-hmm. and therefore couldn't really like keep up any interesting banter, any proper insights into what has happened in the last six episodes. No mm-hmm. coherent storyline from beginning to end. Not even a old revolutionary war, United States versus UK, like, oh, yeah, sort of pissy yeah, storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, not even that. They didn't even take that angle. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, happened um so all filler all bogus uh the only other thing that i kind of uh bumped at was when baga said she was starstruck by mo hart and said that she was like a drag race legend i thought that was interesting given the timeline of the fact that mo was on a season probably just one year before baga chips was on drag race and Mm -hmm. at that time mo had gone home like episode five or six so it just I don't know. It felt weird. I wasn't like Jujubee is definitely a drag race legend forever and always. And Mo now is forever and always. But at that time, was she? I wasn't sure. I agree with you, Robert. Something I was thinking about was like, Mo was on season 10 originally, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if anyone post Valentina Maskgate is a legend yet. You know, I agree. Uh, and so, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That I was like, I don't Actually, uh, Sherry Pie. Girl. <laughs> that, that was. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that when you got me, Christian. But, uh, but Juju, I mean, she's season fucking two. You know, she was there for the, like, bitch, I'm from Chicago. She was in the fucking room for All Stars, un- number one, Untucked, you know. She was in the room. The original dancing on my own lip sync. Oh, that's right. The original dancing on my own lip sync. Her versus Raven. Uh, People hate that season, but I actually really love it. it. No, it's an awful season. 
It is objectively terrible, but that was the first and only time we had All-Stars for a very long time. And it was so sick seeing all those runners up compete against each other and mm-hmm. it was a disaster but a fun disaster. yeah we we mm-hmm. covered it and i thought it was gonna be so bad it's good but it was just so bad i mean that well don't get me wrong <laughs> that first episode the untucked is oh gosh it i go back and forth but uh, in the top three for greatest untucked episodes ever absolutely but apart from that and then the juju b raven moment which i think is like the second to last episode or the last episode it, and it's very close to the end that's a great moment right there. But other than that, it's a lot of like, remember the shirts versus skins mini challenge? <laughs> like these horrible mini Why are they playing basketball? Yeah, why are they playing basketball in the daylight? It was oh just, my God. It's, a, it's, not a, it's not a good season. But um, any other thoughts? Again, everyone listening, if you, because there's, believe it or not, there are quite a few people who like, I'm just going to listen to the show and and not watch the episode, you know, especially with these like, Honestly, this is the season to do that with. Like, you are not missing anything. I am telling you, save your fucking time, your subscription dollars. Like, deadass, just listen to us and fucking look at look the shit up on Instagram and you'll see the look and that's all you need to know. Yeah, the WoW Presents Plus uh, people who don't pay for it. They, but I'm telling you guys right now, truly, truly nothing happens. It's literally, you could be playing... On your phone, Wordle. You know, really doing Wordle on your phone. You ever played Wordle, Christian? Um, isn't that like Squirtle's evolved form from Pokemon? Maybe I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, it's parable. It's parable for you. What about a parable? I actually play Wordle Espanol, and that shit's difficult. Oh, there is a Wordle Espanol. Yeah, it's popping. Wait, what's Wordle? Are you no Christian? You're being funny. I, yeah, this, what the this fuck has been is like in the zeitgeist for the last month or two. Like it's no, been it's, all over. It's funny that you say this, Robert. I was even thinking today. I don't see as much Wordle on my social media as I used to. All this guy, because I was one of these people. Let me tell Christian what it is. So Wordle was this game that was invented by a programmer, I believe, for his friend or his girlfriend or something as a birthday present. Okay, mm-hmm. and for some reason, maybe among his friends, it went viral. Right? It was just a little game he invented. You have. Five, you get six chances to guess a five letter word. All right. And it went so viral that the New York Times bought it. But what's funny in the low seven figures is what we know is all the fucking world nerds, the nerdles were like so pissed at this guy for selling it. And I was like, this, this go, what are the odds that you invent this? And the New York Times wants to pay you low seven figures for this thing that's going to be over in two months. And it's already no one's talking about it as much. But uh, go this guy. I was never holding it against this guy. Christian, uh, Wordle, I just told you what Wordle was. Maybe you can play it. Okay. Do you play any games with Christian? Um, if Love you games. call boys games, yes. Just <laughs> joking. Like, what do you do when you're, like, waiting for your car wash to be finished? What do you do? <sighs> I'm checking, like... Instagram. I'm trying to edit a piece of content for work. I'm trying to edit something. Um, I'm keeping up in a group message. Honestly, I'm in constant communication with so many people throughout the day. I'm checking Slack. I'm checking my ClickUp productivity boards for work. I'm just doing some work shit on the side, to be honest. All right. Believe it or not, it's time for the look. Now, you guys, everyone should know uh, Christian and Robert have their own podcast you can get wherever you get your podcast it's an afterthought media show don't worry i'm not cheating on y'all it's called bring it to the runway where they're gonna go have you guys recorded it yet they're gonna go into the looks in detail oh well i don't know if we want to spoil it but um yeah uh let's 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 do it this way let's do it this way christian top two top wait what do you guys call it Tom top 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 pump of the night lemon Robert? Pangina. Oh. Top. They were my top two. Worst dump, Christian. The one I just Cheryl. took right now after I had talk. Oh. Cheryl. Okay. Robert? And mm. Baga. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm torn between Cheryl and Jujubee. Oh, because they were loving Jujubees. I, I liked Juju. And I thought that was, again, a lie. Oh. I liked Juju. 
Mm, I don't think Juju liked Juju's. The best commentary she could come up with it was if you spill cranberry juice on it, you won't even notice the stain. And I think Juju B is more clever than that. Robert, you're hating pep- today. No, I'm just speaking the truth. Christian's hating. He said the whole thing's not worth watching. I didn't go that far. Did you well, think it was memorable, Robert? Well, no, I thought it was not a good uh, finale. But well, hold on for a second. It, it, Let's talk about this now. Let's get out of the looks. To hear their, and they're going to go deep on their show, but uh, uh, bring it to the runway wherever you get your podcast. I do want to talk about this right now because let's talk about it now before we get into the lip syncs and stuff. <clears throat> uh, Pangina goes home, and I was half joking when I, I don't even know if I was half joking, I was semi joking when I said, which is the same thing, when I said that uh, the show's done. There's not gonna, you're not gonna, you're gonna get a, uh, a, a consolation prize as a winner. Right, mm-hmm. but truly, and I do feel this, and I, I don't think Blue Hydrangea is a bad person or whatever. But Blue Hydrangea winning the whole fucking thing to me, and not that I had the crown in such a wait, Blue Hydrangea won. Not that I held the crown in such high esteem, Christian. You you said you watched the episode twice. Wait, oh my god! In my mind, I thought Monique Hart won. I'm like literally not even lying. I mean, Monet Exchange. I thought Monet Exchange won. No, you're not doing this. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Like Mo you guys, Hart. I, first of all, Mo Hart. I know. I'm fucking oh. around. You guys, but I deadass really did think Mo Hart won. Like, wait, Blue Hydrangea won? Robert, I'm going to let you take this. I think Blue Hydrangea still feels like a 12-year-old boy trying on clothes and figuring out that saying slightly perverted jokes works as a personality i guess it just doesn't feel substantially completed to be like the queen of the mother tucking world i can't tell whether christian's lying or not right now i i'm not fucking around wait i am right now years old today years old finding out that blue hydrangea won over monique hart i thought monique hart won i literally read after a lip sync battle for the world blue prevailed it was named the first ever queen of the mother tucking world I know, and I genuinely <laughs> fuck, bitch. I was sober watching it too. I was sober. It was during the work day. I watched it like the hour it came <laughs> out. I literally, wow, that episode was that garbage. I didn't even realize this is what happened when I, you don't read books, or I just completely forgot because I was just like, oh, ew, that bitch won. Like, no, I mean, no offense to Blue, but like, girl, you're just not that girl. Like, I'm sorry, but you're not queen of the world. I would never take you seriously. Like, no offense. I'm sure you're going to still be yelled at by queens in the back of clubs in America. Like, no one's going to really like give a fuck. I'm sorry, girl. Like, I know that bring it to the runways big in Ireland, but, um, you know, um, I'm a fan of your looks. I'm a fan of your drag. I just don't think you're that great of a performer and definitely not that good of a lip syncer. You looked like a deer caught in the headlights the whole fucking time. The whole time you looked uncomfortable. You don't look natural on stage. You don't look natural on the runway. I think you're absolutely striking and gorgeous and I think you're really sweet, but you definitely need to mature. You, Your personality is just what robert said robert, <laughs> why are you leaving her a voicemail i don't know robert you want to you want to weigh in here before i continue uh the last bit that i had to that is that uh i i agree that blue hydrangea's lip syncing very much does look like amateur night um but i feel this really sucks for the versus the world franchise because most first seasons have very well-rounded uh regal winners who have a certain amount of gravitas mm. and therefore establish their franchise as like BB, a legend. BB is yeah, amazing. Chad Michaels is a legend. Uh, the Vivian's big in circles. Uh, I think that all the other, uh, I, I love Priyanka, even though she um, probably wasn't the best in the competition, but, but most of the first season winners are just in. Carmen Ferrala. Carmen's amazing. Envy's mm-hmm. a goddess. Uh, Ketamine was there. But I don't think that Blue Hydrangea ups the ante for 
whatever the next season of versus the world might be. You know, we have Canada versus the world allegedly coming up, possibly a UK versus the world season two. I, if I was a queen waiting in the wings to get my call, I would think, I guess I don't have to try that hard to win. As I was saying, I think the whole title is fucking cheapened. I used to be a big Mm -hmm. defender of the lip sync for the crown, but I think this has changed that. It's killed it because Let's actually take Sasha Velour. Because Sasha Velour, her run on season nine isn't that different from Blue Hydrangea's run. Like, it's mediocre. She only won one challenge and it was shared with Shay, right? And two challenges, but never her, not, never an individual one, right? It was always a team challenge. And, uh, thank you for correcting me, Robert, because I will get fucking a ton of messages. So thank you for coming in, calling an audible. Robert flashed the number two in the video. Thank you. Thank you, producer. Thank you, producer Robert Mata. And <laughs> um, anyway, um, but she went in there and you cannot deny that bitch destroyed the very first lip sync for the crown. Right. That being said, though, Joe, I mm-hmm. would say Sasha Velour always had a strong point of view. Okay, yeah, I that's completely fair. agree. She with- updated a old silhouettes to show a commitment to women that's who fair. are strong. That's fair, but what I'm I'm just talking about pure points. I'm just talking about pure points here. Then this blue hydrangea comes on, and I don't know how you guys feel. We haven't talked about the lip syncs yet, but I'm going to give you a tip. Not a tip, I'll tip my hand. I was sitting there. There was such a cognitive dissonance because I was like, this bitch is sucky. This is horrible lip syncing, but the way they were cutting it Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. they have it in for blue. The way they're, the way they're mm-hmm. highlighting her in the edit. Because that first one against Juju, Juju was kind of not trying, but I could have still given Girl, Juju said, bitch, I don't want to win. Yeah. Like, she, she <laughs> really said, listen, like, I don't need to, like, sweat through my lace front right now. I want to look pretty throughout the rest of the episode. Let me just be cute. But there is no way anyone watches Mohart versus Blue Hydrangea and you're thinking, oh, Blue Hydrangea got this. She oh, looked totally. like a queen who was her third time out lip syncing uh, at a brunch. It was horrible. It was not good. I actually even think like Baga did a better lip sync when oh. she did over oh. Blue. I I would disagree with that, but I still agree that uh, they were not giving. But the UK Baga's girls had more Baga's had more charm and personality pumped into it. But this goes blue with, had nothing. Blue was dead on the but, inside. But she is, almost broke her neck doing a death drop, and this is the respect you give <laughs> so, her. Right, sloppy. Slo- she just looks like you guys. Don't throw your fucking bodies around and call it fucking fierce. It's not fierce. You look like a dead fucking fish. Like you look like worse, a live fish out of water. You look like a fucking fool. There's children in elementary school that can fucking run around circles on you. Like, bitch, you're not a professional. Like, the fuck? Like, that's your... And guess what? Being a good lip syncer doesn't mean throw your pussy on stage, fucking cooter slams, fucking splits, shablams, whatever, bitch. No, that's not what... It means lip sync. Like, it means evoke emotion in your fucking mouth and your face and your body language. Like, she just looked desperate. Well, what song will you be lip syncing to later, Christian? Si una vez dije que quería salir en RuPaul's Drag Race, hoy me arrepiento. Is that Just the one you said you almost cried when you were watching on the on your Instagram story? That was Only como la flor. I was watching Aurora Sexton doing the Thunderdome Mega Mix, the Selena Thunderdome Mega Mix, bitch, at heart. And let me tell you guys something. Uh-oh. Real quick, listeners, I am a real-ass fan of this show. And I on Monday RuPaul's I went Drag to Race or, or the recap show of all of the above because the recap show is part of you know the the Drag Race universe mm-hmm. and I saw Gigi Good perform Simone um, Aurora Sexton uh, Willow Pill who was super dope and Cornbread and it was such it is so nice to see the girls get proper production value have a proper stage it was so nice to see them do their thing on that level you know what i'm saying it was so good i loved it 
And yeah, Aurora Sexton, I was like, this bitch was making me so emotional. And I love this song too. Robert, how come you didn't go with him? Uh, because I had salsa dance lessons. <laughs> Robert is preparing to be on Drag Race season 15, Joe. He got the call and the bitch is taking choreography lessons. No cap. No. We were throwing down. I'm not going to lie. And then, uh, two of my friends came to surprise me. So it was me and my boyfriend and two, uh, gay friends. And Say their names. We had to, my friends, Sean and Kevin, Sean's our <laughs> producer on Bring It to the Runway. Um, and the, Men who had to like switch in uh with the partners were so freaked out when they neared us because they thought they would have to dance with another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kept it, you know, fag only in our circle. But yeah. it was still good to see uh how even straight men who will go to a dance class are still massively afraid of letting loose just a little bit. And what are you why are you learning these salsa songs? The salsa songs? Uh, we just thought it'd be fun. Like, uh, my boyfriend and I are trying to do new things that aren't necessarily, like, drinking at the bar and then, like, uh, fucking up on the streets, oh, so... Oh! I, I, sorry, I just remembered right now, I'm gonna keep this music on. I was listening to your show, and I, I hope mm-hmm. you don't find this to be a HIPAA violation here, Robert. What, <laughs> what about hippos? <laughs> but Robert's like, oh, I'm not gonna be drinking, guys. I, I talked to my doctor, and Christian's like, what? And I'm like, oh, I know exactly what it is. Oh? I think you're pre-diabetic. I'm <gasps> not. I got my uh, results back, and I got my biopsy results back. I don't have cancer, and I'm not diabetic. Oh, I, was gonna, I thought it was pre-diabetes because I thought so our too. people are prone to it. You know, mm-hmm, like I have mm-hmm. two uncles. They were firemen. They're still in shape. They play golf every day. I mean, they are in shape. They eat right. Type two diabetes. It's just our it's our sickle cell anemia. What I'm saying. Yeah, you know? for sure. But my hemoglobin's bussing. Like everything okay. is good. So back to drinking. No, I oh. still I just don't have a diagnosis. Oh. So uh, more appointments, but that's fine. As long as as long as I'm not dying imminently, like I'm good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? All right, very good. Um, back to the show. Is let's actually talk about the lip syncs individually first. Lip sync battle. Oh no, we have the main stage. Let's talk about the main stage. On the main stage, the final four get showered with praise from the judges and receive congratulatory messages from various celebrities who clearly those messages were not being played in front of them. <laughs> that they were just told to go like, oh, what? Huh? You know? Because there was no one ever acknowledged their names. No one said, come on, Naomi Campbell. There was nothing. It was just them going like, oh, what? Huh? Huh? And you're like, oh, but then she did go, Oh, Elton John, because you know what? They had that one loaded. Then, who, by the way, couldn't be bothered to not remove his AirPods Pro. Back in the workroom, the Eliminated Queens joined the Final Four for a kiki about the season. Jimbo and Pantana's eliminations are rehashed with fresh perspectives, and the Queens share what they've learned from this experience. Let's stop right here, Mama. Let's actually talk about the Queens in the workroom, the Jimbo, the Pangina, the Blue, everybody else. Christian, you had very strong thoughts about this. What What are your thoughts here? This, I just, oh. you're talking about the little untucked moment, right? Yeah. I don't know why I keep calling it an untucked moment, but I really loved the dialogue and it was probably the only part of the show that I actually paid attention to. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really funny. What question did they ask when they're like, what was the main thing that, like, what was the biggest thing you learned from being in this competition? And Lemon was like, nothing. Like, that was funny. Um, I thought Lemon was such a star and I thought Pangina was being so fun. I love Pangina, obviously, but I thought it was so funny that she wasn't trying to play the game with Jimbo. She should have played it up. You know, clearly Jimbo's being a clown. Jimbo's being a good sport about the whole situation. And Pangina kind of gave me like bitter vibes. Um, I thought Pangina looked absolutely gorgeous, though. I loved her look. Um, And... It was the most entertaining part of the episode. Other than that, like, and then Blue just looked like a little bitch. Like, Blue just looked like a little bitch the whole time. Like, oh, oh, I know she's going to ask me. And oh, when she asks me. And like, at least Baga had conviction when she told Panjana I was going to eliminate your ass too. You know, um, I felt like Blue, I'm like, 
the editors and producers really did everything they could in their power to try to make her look good this episode. And I think it all backfired on them. All of it. Robert, I want to hear your thoughts, but you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to take a break. So why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we'll get into the rest of the episode. I was hoping Christian would react, but he didn't. He just Wait, literally you do that stared. live? Huh? It sounds pre-recorded. No. Wow. Yeah. That's actually a really good job. Thank you. Um, okay. Robert, I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, some counterpoints, though. One, Pangina's makeup was painted a bit down. So I think all of her looks that looked maybe... Uh, a bit overly sentimental or mournful was in fact a feature of her makeup and maybe not how she was intending on like portraying her emotions. And two, I thought that Jimbo's clown, uh, I don't know, joking silliness, if you would, while that's all well and good, I just don't think Jimbo did anything smart or clever with it. He just did the most basic read of all time, which is that I would say that your dress is bad, your hairline's nasty, or that your breath stinks, and that your teeth are cracked, but I won't say any of that. And then the editors had the nerve to give us this juju confessional right after, where Juju is basically claiming it to be the best shade of all time. And that dissonance to me is just like so rotted and bad. And it just soured me on the whole thing. I do think that Jimbo didn't need to do like the petty mean girl, like crying emotions with his eyes and, you know, hands and sort of mocking Pangina for all of that. I think it's fine. I just think that you can be a better clown. Or she could just be a bitter drag queen, which she's allowed to express her feelings, especially towards someone who sent her home. Totally. I mean, I loved in Canada when uh, Jimbo did that whole rant against Rita Baga for answering a question that Jimbo asked. It was it was it was silly, ridiculous, good TV. But at least then that was like the first time Jimbo was doing that. This time, I don't think Jimbo was able to really hide behind this veneer of I'm a clown and therefore I get to be silly. and. He was just kind of being nasty. I don't dislike Jimbo anymore for the altercation. I just don't think it was good or well thought out. I didn't think he looked nasty. Look, here's the deal. If Jimbo would have won, I would have been happy. He did a great job. Same thing for with sure. Angina, right? I don't know if I agree with Christian. I don't, but when I, and, I say, and I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm truly saying I don't know. I, he, he's kind of an enigma and he plays that, I think, to his advantage. And so, uh, so it could be a part that he was playing up that character for, uh, for the show. But there also, to be honest with you, I think what seems more plausible was to play up that character for plausible deniability. So that if someone says, wow, that was kind of nasty, he could be like, no, what? No, that was a character. Uh, and it sort of felt like me in college trying to hook up with a straight guy where I'm like, oh, you would imagine if I sucked your dick. That would be so funny. Right. And then if he it's goes, like- what? <laughs> I go, I was kidding. What? Were you it's saying, like Robert? Schrodinger's intentions. It's yes. just do damned if you do, damned if you don't. And it just doesn't make any sense that Jimbo gets all the grace in the world to do and say whatever he wants. And then the rest of us just have to uh, applaud. And that's but fine. Because again, grace, then we no, have to applaud. Yeah, he's, well, literally, no. he's a bitter drag queen on yes. a competition reality TV show. Yes. It's literally, if anything, it was the most natural thing of the whole episode. And, and this is where it gets, sure. that's where it gets complex. I agree with you, Christian. Actually, if he's a complex, bitter old drag queen, I love that. I miss that about the show. We don't have Jimbo's anymore. Well, I think where the conversation gets interesting is when you go onto the Reddit threads or elsewhere where the basic white gays are living for Jimbo. But if a POC queen did the same thing, they would be like off with her head, sending her death threats. And it's that sort. So not necessarily Jimbo's fault, but the way that the uh, white queens can behave badly. But if a POC queen, particularly a black queen, were to behave the same way, I mean... They pe- people would be like, "Oh my god, this is horrible!" Blah, 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 canceled. 
And so that is interesting. That's beyond, that's out of Jimbo's control. And I do live for the messiness. I love it. I wish there were more Jimbos on the show. That would, that's what makes the show interesting. And Pangina. They both and made Pangina. it interesting. And they were both being messy and strategic at the same time. Um, yeah. Honestly, after they left, I just lost so much interest. I've, I'm still trying to remember Blue Hydrangea winning, like Deadass. I'm still shook. Well, that's why I think, I mean, this is one where the all-star rules do not work. I mean, cause, but they, I, I don't get complicated because I feel there is sort of some sort of fealty that WoW, WoW feels towards the BBC where they're like, we can't have a UK versus the world and not have a person from the UK win. Hold on. Hold yes. on. This is what it is. I think all-star rules, I keep going back and forth. Do I like them? Do I not like them? Does it make the show interesting or is it kind of expected and annoying now? I think all-star rules are great when it's a great cast. When yeah, it is yes. a well-cast show, then all-star rules are are sick. It's like all-stars too. That was dope, especially when Tati had a chance to come back. Yeah. But then, like, the rule is really shitty once the cast, like, no offense to uh the last all-stars cast. It was season six, right, with Sonique? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sonique, fabulous. And then let's really remember who else was on that season. Uh, everyone else. Jiggly, Serena, Jiggly Jiggly Jiggly. Uh, Raja O'Hara, Eureka, right. got Jimmy a big Carter. Silky's big moment. Uh-huh. Trinity, uh, pretty yep. fierce. Jan, uh-huh. you know. Nancy Dassault from Too Close for Comfort. Go ahead. I said Jan. I'm just saying names. Okay, go ahead. But yeah, no, Yara Sofia. Yeah, so it's like when it's a good cast of girls, mm-hmm. it's dope. But when it's not, it's just, I don't know. Like, the the judges should should be able to, like, intervene at some point. Like, also, did you guys clock the editing um, of the beginning of the episode when they're showing, like, the big, you know, montage of the season? Mm-hmm. And then it ends with Pangina's fucking tears. Did we clock the only audio on screen at the time? So fucked up. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's the, it's the moment that this will probably be the only thing that endures from this season is Pangina's elimination and just Pangina in general. So I guess they're smart to lean on it, even though it is a little fucked up. But at the same time, we all respect and love Pangina. So I don't think anyone thinks less of her for having to hear her sob. Right. Yeah. Robert. What if we did a podcast, me, you, and Christian, but it's a book club, <laughs> and we have to read books? Like, like, what, like, what would Christian's take be on like, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? He'd say, uh, "Oh my god, yeah, go Scout is fierce, girl, and Atticus, he's daddy. Like, yeah. I can't believe they shot him like that. That's crazy. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, Harper Lee, uh, she's." served it yeah and not gonna words lie words on a page not gonna lie i if i was jam i'd be over blowing boo radley like every fucking day blue radley sounded hot like boo radley's on my grinder poking me all the time no. and one day i said why don't you come over and poke me right guys 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 <laughs> dead ass i'm dill okay and you're like okay wait what <laughs> the guy goes to jail at the end and they lynched him? And like, <laughs> yeah, that's the whole book. What? Okay, you I guys, read the book twice. Let me preface my the statement I'm about to say by saying I am 100% for teaching critical race theory in schools. I mean, if we have to learn about world wars, we should we absolutely here? be learning about critical race theory, especially like let's start teaching that shit in kindergarten, bitch. How do we get but, here? <laughs> but let's not teach critical race theory through boring books like To Kill a Mockingbird. No offense, that book was boring. The movie was de- definitely represented how boring it was. And um, the best part of the book were the names. The names were cute. Atticus, pretty unique. Scout. I'm like, okay, white people getting yeah. exotic and spicy. I would hate to see hear Christian's thoughts on Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies was she just a bunch of a children. Circle yeah. jerk, I'm sure. You guys, all of these books were why are they hyped up so much? Yeah, they were iconic at the time they were published. Guess what? It's 2022, bitch. There's way better authors now. There's better shit. It's there's way better writers. Why are we still 
fucking reading the same shit. Like, it's a problem, Joe, that our school system hasn't evolved from your fucking ass in seventh, eighth grade reading To Kill a Mockingbird. Why the fuck did I have to read it, too? There's been way more books that are way better at demonstrating critical race theory at those ages and those reading levels since. All right, are we ready to talk about the first Did, lipstick? This is triggering me because when I was in band, I had to play this bullshit song. And this this was part of the reason why I fucking quit freshman year. I said, bitch, I can't be playing the clarinet to this shit at more graduations. Not for four years, bitch. Not for three. Wait, Not you play the clarinet? It's 150 degrees out there. Fucking yeah, Squidward over here. Wait, would you ever play clarinet on the show? Um, Yeah, I'd have to go like get it from my mom's. If you buy the read, I'll play clarinet on the show. I, I'm not going to fucking... I don't want to pay for a new read and shit. Isn't that it, shit just a tiny piece of wood that costs like $4? But hey, go get it. No, no. it. Christian's pretty hung. Oh, you're talking <laughs> about the read. All right. It's time to crown a champion. I don't even know if Christian's hung or not, by the way, everyone. And I don't want to know. Please. Okay. <laughs> not that he's going to show, but like, you know Christian will be like... Bitch, I am. And then he's like, "Oh God, here we go. We're gonna." Hear I'm gonna this. put it in the porn decor lounge right now. I'm gonna send a video of me wagging my tail. Oh God, please don't. All right, it's time to crown a champion. The lip sync battle will follow a bracket format with a spin of the wheel, deciding which queen gets to choose her opponent. The wheel lands on Mo Hart, who strategically and very wisely chooses "Bag of Chips." The song "Domino" by Jesse J. After all is said and done, Mo moves on to the final lip sync, and Baga is eliminated from the race. Beto, let's start with you. Your thoughts on that first lip sync, Mo Hart, uh, Bag of Chips, Domino by Jesse J. Well, Mo knew she didn't have to try very hard, so mm-hmm. she didn't. Uh, it was a lovely walk around the stage mm-hmm. for both of them. They looked at the judges a few times. They mm-hmm. looked at the camera. They mm-hmm. gave a little shimmy, a little mm-hmm. shake, and then the song was over. Yeah. And meanwhile, I was sort of inundated by all these memories of when Domino was popular at the club when I was like, I don't know, mm-hmm. when was that, 2012, 2013? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I felt like I was, you know, kind of bopping. So I completely forgot the queens were performing and I was just lost in my own head. Christian? Yeah, I just kept thinking what happened to Jessie J. She's, she had, she was a talented vocalist and uh, mm-hmm. writer. And I heard she was a nasty cunt. So. But, you know, what a waste of talent. Very Azalea Banks vibes. How dare you? But I love Azalea Banks. Okay. (laughs) Even though she hates Lady Gaga, I'm like, oh, fuck. I hate that I like her. Did the right person win the lip sync, Christian? Yeah. Robert? Yeah. um, Definitely. All right. I agree. The right person won lip sync. All right. Lip sync battle extravaganza round two. Blue and Jujubee return to the stage and Michelle opens her box. To reveal the second lip sync song of the night, The Reflex by Duran Duran. Both give it their all, but Blue advances to the final battle, leaving Jujubee to sashay away. Let's start with Christian Ochoa from Bring It to the Runway. What are your thoughts I on this? I thought this was a better song choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I not that I like don't like Domino, but I mm-hmm. thought this was a really smart song choice. Mm-hmm. And if I had a lip sync, uh, it would be one of, I would probably choose this one if I had the choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Jujubee definitely gave it a half ass effort because I think sh- this song choice would have set her up to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like, you know, I'm proud of her for having her moment on stage and talking about her mother, but mm-hmm. like, girl i don't know like you know what i'm saying like you should have at least gone out with some type of a bang you know Mm -hmm. you knew you weren't gonna win most likely um so it's like you should have just fucking gone all the way and and step your booking fees up you know show us what you can do she she barely even gave us a park and bark you know Mm -hmm. all right robert what about you uh yeah, the, the best I have to say for this lip sync is the song because, uh, I mean, we've already given a long deluge of thoughts about Blue's uh, drag brunch performance and Juju was not giving Black Velvet. Juju was not giving yeah. uh, even Juice from her, her all-star season. It was just, it wasn't Juju and she was truly checked out. Uh, she said that she was unthawed or she was thawed, but she was very much still frozen on that stage. So... Uh, disappointing, a disappointing way for Juju to go out, but mm-hmm. I do agree that 
for what was happening, she did also deserve to lose. Did the right person uh, move forward? Was Blue the right person to win, Robert? Uh, I well, I did just say that, so yeah, I have to stand by it, don't I? So yeah. yes. All right, Christian literally just got up and walked away from the microphone. <laughs> so I don't know where he went. But if uh, I was Christian, I would assume my statement would be, "Bitch." Well, the thing is, Juju B, like she's been in twelve different seasons, and she deserves to be in the finale, like every time. Christian, did the right person go forward on this lip sync? Um, Juju B or Blue? Who should have gone home? I mean, obviously, Blue did better than Juju because Blue's spastic, uncomfortable, having dominion over themselves on stage, it served for the song choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, girl, I would have been like, Double elimination. I'd rather go fucking see Baga and Mo lip sync again. Oh, really? You know what I'm wow. saying? Interesting. Uh, all right. Before the final two settle this season, Rue awards each of those eliminated queens the Queen of Global Extravaganza Award. Next, Blue Hydrangea and Monique assume the position for the lip sync battle for the crown. The song Supernova by Kylie Minogue. Uh, in the end, RuPaul names Blue Hydrangea the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world and the first ever queen of the mother tucking world. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Let's start with our very own uh, Beto Mata. I think it's great that Northern Ireland has a winner. Now we have a winner from Wales. We mm-hmm. have a Scottish mm-hmm. winner and we have an English winner. Uh, so every country Wait, in the United Kingdom is represented. Which whale won? Much better than on Cheryl Hole's dress. Uh, the Vivian was of Welsh descent. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're calling Vivian the whale? Uh, no, girl. It's a country. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about Tace being the Welsh winner. She is Welsh. <laughs> I wish she had won. Uh, well, no, because I love Lawrence, too. Everyone should have won that season. Everyone except for... Uh, uh, no, Veronica actually, Green. I actually liked Veronica Green. Not like I wasn't like the biggest Veronica Green stand, especially when she walked in for season three with like slime painted on her face. I thought that was rotted, but uh, in general, I still like her. But we're talking about UK versus the world. So I got it. I know who Robert is out of the Drag Race franchises. You're I so feel like nasty. You are Tia Coffee. If you were to make it onto Drag Race, because I know that's why you're doing salsa dances, dance classes. <laughs> yeah, right now, get a salsa dance you, alone on the stage. You got into fucking Drag Race season 15, and you're starting to prepare yourself. And you're not going to tell me because you're a bitch, but um, you're a bitch who honors her NDAs. But I definitely think you'd be Tia Coffee and overstay. You're welcome, girl. I'd be like, bitch, why is she still on? She's not better than other girls. This is not a school of drag. This is a fucking competition, bitch. Like I, <laughs> and that's fine because Tia Coffee is very beloved, and I ate her up every time. Even when she came out in that nasty ass pterodactyl look, I said, this is high drag. Why does I'm she high look so pretty? Drag and I love it. She looked so pretty in that look. I didn't even hate the ice cream cone. Like, I was fine with that, too. <laughs> Ooh, bitch. Christian, what about you? What were your uh, final thoughts on the episode? Uh, dude, I straight up texted Robert afterwards. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to record whenever you are. Like, I just finished today. He's like, uh, like, and and then I forgot that him and I kind of made plans to watch it together. And then I straight up was like, honestly, girl, I'm not getting in my car and driving to you to watch this with you. Like, it was so <laughs> lackluster. I was like... I don't even I straight up said I texted him I have I had to try to remember who won the episode and look I didn't even get it right yeah <laughs> if that doesn't point. say enough yeah girl it's just you know what makes me sad what a missed opportunity like you guys said earlier like I was so excited for this franchise such a strong debut right the first episode we were all wet off of it and then this is what we ended up with. It's a very much like, you know, what it looks like when you order it online versus when it comes in. You know, it was so that we got sold such like a fucking knockoff, nasty, cheap, like all stars. Well, I think we, the fans did a lot of the job of like hyping it up and thinking that it was going to be the most incredible thing to hit our screens uh in decades. But really the, BBC three didn't bother marketing it really at all. Um, and the meet the Queens was 
probably an indicator of what was going to come because it was a little haphazard and sort of not well shot. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all of it seemed like an afterthought. So I just wasn't sure exactly what was going to happen. And I think they probably knew that uh, the season wasn't the most robust or stellar. Yeah, you're right, Robert. I think the production value was really shitty. Like, I'm like, why aren't we treating this like it's a big deal? We're treating this like it's a second great. Like, they need to treat, they should have, this is what they should have done. They should have made it like queen of the universe. It should have been on that fucking stage. It should have been on that fucking platform. It should have had that level of production value. That would have been significantly better. Like, they need to switch the budget. Like, UK versus the world winner should have won $250,000. You know what I'm saying? Like it should have been that type of shit. It had so much potential. It has so much potential. It still does. Um, but unfortunately, also, did we ever discuss why the fuck is Trixie Mattel? Why was she a judge on Queen of the Universe? She can't sing, but she's just like the you biggest music, vocalist. Just because you make music doesn't mean you're talented. By the way, any complaint emails can go to uh, the best of today at gmail.com. Um, look, ultimately, it, the first four episodes were so good. Every episode, mm-hmm. the first four, and then all of a sudden they got rid of Pangina and it was just not good. And yeah. I'm very curious to see who they get next time. I don't know why you or be a queen from the US who'd want to go on this again. You know, because Girl. you see the unfairness. The other ones are going to be so thirsty, but like the U.S., how are they going to get a better queen than, I mean, is it going to be, it's going to literally be, you know, uh, who are they going to have? I can't even, I don't even want to name it. Okay, but, let's, okay, let's cast season two. So one quick, one second. I actually yeah. had one more thought, which is oh, that okay, I think ahead. that this, I think that this season was one big advert for the frock destroyers. <laughs> and I'm kind of tired of having them pushed down my throat because I didn't even like that song to begin with. Hold on. I have a text message I would like to read for the record. Right upon Robert, right upon Robert starting to watch the show, I instantly get, um, I cannot say how deeply uninterested I am in this frock destroyer marketing. <laughs> oh, they they really want you to buy into this frock destroyer thing. Yes, and I, I I understand that they had a moment where they were you know on the charts, and that alone is uh, impressive and good for them. But I don't know why we're being led to believe that like this is the you know musical group of our time, and that Baga Davina and Blue are this like dynamic trio that is amazing and incredible like it's we've all seen all the all of them lip sync several times i don't think that they're going to suddenly be experts in that also they didn't even write that song and it was i didn't think it was a good song (laughs) like but that's just me who was on the bing bing bong one that one was way more lit i hated that song too but that was taste and that was everyone in uk too yeah they were that one was lit it was lawrence taste ahora and bimini i think they're the winners yeah yeah, they're the four. They're, they were in that. But they, they did mean, that song twice in the episode. So we had to hear that really, really annoying Diddy chorus twice, which is what they did in UK one. Also, they had two different groups of queens perform the same song twice, which was just a really bad decision that for some reason they doubled up on. But hey, it was years all ago. right. Any final, th- final judgment on the whole season? Robert, go. A missed opportunity, as we said earlier. Uh, really disappointing. And I don't think anyone one's going to be rewatching it anytime soon christian Uh, girl talk about a letdown like it was just such a high high and it just went down fucking hill and as soon as pange like first it went downhill pretty sharply with jimbo and then once pangina left then it just fucking went straight to hell Mm mm-hmm yeah, not it. Yeah, a lot of promise. I think you're right. It was there was a lot of promise of the season, and it was doing. Well. I mean, I will say the good news is Pangina came out of this a superstar. Um, but uh, I think mm-hmm. the, she's the only one that came out sort of, uh, for the better. Maybe Mo Hart. Jimbo too. too. Jimbo's been performing a lot around LA. That bitch has been okay. getting a lot of love. All right. Well, then I think correct. But for, oh, it's sad because it really depends on how you end. Because the first four episodes were so good, but these last two have been such a womp womp. Mm-hmm. It's chocolate. And um, <laughs> what kind of chocolate? RuPaul chocolate. Bar. Clearly white chocolate. Girl, girl that's what I was going to say, bitch. Yeah, on some blue. Yeah. 
All right, well, that's going to do it for this season of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Special thanks to this Roberto Mata and this Christian Ochoa for sitting in this week. You can find their podcast, Bring It to the Runway, wherever you find your podcast. But for now, be sure to join us next time as we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the World Season 2. So for Christian Ochoa, Roberto Mata, and myself, uh, Sashay Away. Bye, gorgeous girls. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Very special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Agnesia Chopinska, April Pacheco, Astute Girl, Brad Coley, Coco San Pedro, Declan Prosser, Drew Brooks, E. Smith, Emma, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Jesse Harris, Lauren Eckert, Lionel Campbell, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Nicholas Springham, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travis Newland, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson, Corinna Williamson, Elizabeth Timmer, Nikki Baker, Robert NYC, David Olson, and Alexandra Sixth. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.